Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. Good afternoon and thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels Live Hospitality Talk Show. I do thank you for joining us today. Hold on one second. I've done something. I can't change it now, but hey, what's going on? Happy Tuesday, you know, Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So before I forget, if I you know forget, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Uh, have a great time with friends and family. You know, do what you do. And, uh, you know, don't just don't eat too much. OK, but, uh, you know, enjoy. Enjoy what you eat. Um, I don't know what's going on with me yet uh, as far as what I'm going to be eating. You know, but, you know, you best believe it'll be some non-meat eats. OK, so I'll share with you. Don't worry about it. I'll let you know. I see Can Dance. Can Dance. Hello. How are you? Can Dance is a style educator. OK. All right. Can Dance. Um, happy. Happy Tell All Tuesday. Uh, is it tell all Tuesday? Is that what it is? I don't know. But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining on air with Russell of hotels, live hospitality talk show. Um, and as you can see, I welcome, you know, engagement. I welcome co- um, uh, comments and things like that. I'll make sure at the very least you get a shout out. So I appreciate can dance for, for, for uh, tuning in. And uh, I'm not sure if she can see her own comments over there, but uh, I'm sure everyone else can. So but I do appreciate her coming on um, as well as anyone else that wants to you know, show their face, not show their face, but show their name and it'll pop up and and I'll give you a shout out. So uh, but thank you so much. Can dance. As you can see, I'm in Hollywood today. You know, uh, I, I did a behind the scenes of how my uh, Ecamm works or the, the platform that I use to do the show. I did a kind of a behind the scenes earlier on Instagram and kind of showed you that, you know, you can change different backdrops and things like that. Am I in Hollywood? No, I'm not. Uh, That is a backdrop that I use, but it's just that Hollywood magic. Right. So I always say it's the magic of Hollywood that makes things go, you know, make things go right. So it's just an app that you can use or a platform, not an app, but a platform that you can use and you can change different stuff. So if you go and check out my Instagram page, you can see the live that I did today. Uh, I kind of went in depth of how this whole thing works. And why did I do that? Because, you know, someone taught me this stuff, right? I didn't just wake up one day and, you know, I know to use Ecamm or I know I need to buy a new laptop or I know all this stuff, right? Or the, the Rodecaster, I needed that. I didn't know all that stuff, right? So someone told me or just by, you know, um, process of elimination, I kind of figured out or I got information from people, you know, other people, right? Um, but I had to figure some stuff out, but you don't have to figure it out. Just ask and I'll tell you exactly how, 
or how do you do this and how what you know what things that you should purchase and what things you can get away with not purchasing or not buying. I mean, today I'm live, right? Live on two platforms simultaneously, right? So LinkedIn and YouTube. You can go to LinkedIn or YouTube and you'll see me there, right? Well, I use a platform called uh, Restream, which allows me to um, to broadcast to up to two um, platforms for free. Now, if I want to do you know, three or more, then I have to pay, right? But two and only two, I only need two, right? So LinkedIn and YouTube are my platforms of choice. And then the other ones get the replay, right? So once this is done, I'll replay this live. I mean, not replay it live, but replay it on like Facebook and other platforms, as well as the podcast that I do. So once I, while I'm talking, I'm doing the podcast as well, right? Because the podcast is audio my partner in crime, the roadcaster is doing the audio portion. So once that's done, I will upload that into my uh, two podcast platforms and go from there. Right. So is, is it easy to do? Uh, yeah. Now that I know how to do it. Yeah, it is. But you know, it, like I said, I had to figure that stuff out. So welcome, you know, to everyone, especially to people that are listening to on the podcast. I do appreciate you guys as well. Um, so wherever you, you know, listen to your favorite podcast, just Google on air with Russell of hotels and you'll find out where that is. Okay. So whatever platform that is, you will find it. But, um, you're welcome. Candace, Candace says, thanks for the shout out. She has a, um, a boutique. Okay. You know, it's women's boutique, right? I went in there one time and she, because she always says, Oh, we have men's stuff too. So I go in there, it'd be like a drawer in there. I say, you can't fit much in this drawer here. Candace, right? But no, she has a, (laughs) <laughs> she has a boutique called All That and More. It's in Culver City. And yes, yeah, it's, it's a women's boutique. And she has a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of fly gear. Can I say fly? I don't know. Is that is that a word I can use now? I don't know. Lit uh, on fire. I don't know. But go in there and, and let her outfit you because she's a stylist, too. OK, so she, you know. She's always dressed to the nines. Can I say nine? Dressed to the nines, dressed to the T. I don't know. Anyway, I can't wait to check out the IG. Yeah, check it out. So cool. What laptop did you buy? Um, see, you know, people asking questions now. Okay. This is a, um, I don't know what the heck this thing is called. <laughs> the, um, I'll think about it in a minute. I, I can't think of what it's called. It's a laptop. I, it's a Mac. And Ecamm could only be used with um, um, Apple or Mac products. Okay. So this is a MacBook a MacBook Pro, so it can only be used with Mac products, okay, so that's one thing, Uh, so once I got my Mac, you know, and just so happened that Ecamm was only, you know, compatible with that, I was like, okay, all right, well, let's get it going, so, um, but yeah, yes, you can say all that and more, yes, call all that and more, that's how much men shop they only need a drawer. Okay, you're funny. Uh, I, I see Lonnie Wolf is there, partner in crime, Lonnie Wolf, I appreciate you coming on, uh, Lonnie is, you know, he's my housekeeping expert. I mean, you know, as far as, you know, um, letting us know what's going on in housekeeping or what's not going on in housekeeping, that seems like more, uh, uh that's a conversation for another time, but Lonnie's been on, uh, two times and, and, and when you talk about somebody that has passion about the, um, the hospitality industry, you know, more passion than I do. Right. Or maybe he equals my passion, but yeah, when it comes to housekeeping, Lonnie is all about, um, you know, bringing things out to owners, you know, letting owners know that this is, this is not good. These are things we need to change. 
And then, you know, because owners always wonder about what, you know, what's, what's going on with my bottom line. But if your hotel is not up to par on a cleanliness level, well, then your bottom line is going to suck. OK, so but Lonnie makes sure he he has those hard and difficult questions with owners. Right. Or those discussions. And we appreciate Lonnie for that. So, um, OK, yeah, it's a Mac thing. So. So, OK, there you go. So that's that for the little intro that we talk about. You know, I just. The intro goes from, you know, subject to subject. I'll still answer the comments as they come in or address the comments as they come in. But let's move forward, shall we? So today is Tuesday, November 22nd, in case I didn't say that. Um, Boom. This is some industry stuff. Okay, so today and I just got this stuff off the fly. Right. Today, U.S. passenger movement is 95 percent. Of 2019 levels. Okay, so this is passenger movement, meaning airline passenger. So people in the U.S. are at 95% of where they were of the levels of 2019. So we're always going to go back to 2019 because that was before COVID, right? So people are starting to travel. People have been traveling, right? So not just here in the U.S., but you know, overall in the in the world. So people are having got they have gotten back to travel. Yeah, we're a little bit five percent, but you know, I would say by you know first quarter of next year then we will surpass that we'll be back to 100 percent of 2019 levels that's just me saying that at least the, the the traveling or the airline travel and that's what those numbers represent so today u.s passenger movement is 95 percent of 2019 levels for summer of 22 you know summer of 22 just happened just passed us um global hotel occupancy levels were 70 percent now that's five percent over 2019 numbers. So, you know, as a global, you know, community, you know, people staying in hotels, people have got back, gone back to traveling and staying in hotels. So that's what that number represents. And I don't ask me the publication I've, I got that out of because I can't remember, but um, probably hotel industry news or something like that. Uh, I'll let you know in a minute if I remember to go back and look. Let me see. Can I go back and look? And just so I can reference that. Uh, 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 hotel, hotel news is basically, I go Googled hotel news and I find this information, right? So, okay. And then this is one that, you know, people, people ask me all the time. They've asked me this all the time about Airbnb. Has Airbnb, you know, put a dent in hotels? That's what they ask. Well, people stay 2.4 days longer in an Airbnb than at hotels. Those are the numbers that have come out. Okay. These, these are right, hot off the presses, right? In fact, Airbnb called me and said, Hey, you need to mention this on your show. Right. And cause they know I'm not a big fan of Airbnb. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah, people stay two point four, almost two and a half days longer in an Airbnb than they do at a hotel. Why do you think that is? Um, Probably they're, you know, longer week and they maybe they're using for the weekends, um, you know, family events. You know, you stay a little longer. Uh, maybe it's that whole leisure thing that people seem to be sleeping on. Leisure and leisure, business and leisure. So meaning people go for business, but they stay, they extend a couple more days for leisure, you know, and you put those two words together, business and leisure, and you come up with leisure. So, yeah, I think that's. That could be a lot of it, too, because people are not working. You know, people a lot of people are still working remote. Right. And I think moving forward, uh, we're going to have a remote society as as far as working is concerned. Uh, If you don't have to be 
you know, in your office. You don't need to be. You can office from anywhere in the world or, you know, in your region or whatever. And a lot of that stuff is happening. So if I'm going, you know, if I'm going somewhere for business, say I'm going to Arizona for, for, for business. Okay. Uh, but Airbnb must be a fan of, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, sure. They are. Uh-huh. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, so say I'm going to Arizona, um, on business. Right. And so I'm going for, you know, two days for business, but then I stay another two to three days for personal. My family's going to join me in this Airbnb. So I have, you know, I get an Airbnb that's big enough for, you know, five, six people, right. To have their own rooms. And that's the thing with, with hotels versus Airbnb. There's a lot more space, right. And I'll give you this quick example. I'm not a big fan of Airbnbs and I've shared why I have, why I'm not. And I, I don't need to go back into that now, but, um, for my, when my daughter graduated um, from college or got her master's uh, back in the summer, we utilized the Airbnb in Scottsdale, Arizona, okay? And it worked out great because we had, I don't know how many people were there. Let's say we had five, six people, and almost everybody had their own room, right? So, because we had a six-bedroom um, house with a pool, with a pool table, with all this kind of stuff, right? So you get a lot of amenities that you don't get with the hotels, right? And then, yeah, you got to bring your own food in, your drinks and all that kind of stuff. But, okay, you, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but this is the thing. We stayed probably an extra day or whatever, you know, than we, we would have stayed in the hotel. And you only had to get one, you know, one, ho- one house with five bedroom or six bedroom. You didn't have to get six hotel rooms, right? Because that would have been the alternate. That would have been the option, right, to either use the Airbnb or get multiple rooms in a hotel, which would have cost a lot more than what the Airbnb cost. So, you know, and that's, that's what it comes down to. And then, okay, say I worked two days. I mean, I was, yeah, I was on business for two days. And then three days, I was just there, you know, uh, uh, um, on a leisure basis, right? So hence the whole thing, business and leisure, you put that together and it's leisure. Okay. So that's what's going on. And then with, this is another thing I didn't put this down here, but I want to say it was 60%, 60% of people who use Airbnbs are millennials. Okay. 60% are millennials. Okay. So remember that when you're trying to, you know, when hotel people are trying to, you know what, Airbnb is taking a, um, you know, a bite out of our occupancy, you know, um, well, what are you going to do? Go after the millennials. How do you go after the millennials? I don't know. You, that's, that's up to you to figure out. I mean, I, I got ideas, but it's up to you guys to figure it out. But 60% of millennials use Airbnbs. Okay. Some of them will never use a hotel. Okay. They never will. All right. So, but how do you find that bleeds your business? That's another question. I have ideas on that as well. So, okay. But anyway, let me get, let me get to some of these comments. Okay. So Stacy Edmund, that's my brother. He says, uh, but Airbnb must be a fan of, yeah, they are. Of course they are. Um, Lonnie says space size, large kitchen, more beds, toilets, etc. Yeah. I mean, this place had like four bathrooms, right? And, um, and six bedrooms, game room, pool. The place was sick. It was ridiculous. It was over the top. It was out of control. You know what I mean? So, but remember, Airbnb has their rules too, right? 
you know, no noise past 10 o'clock. Um, this one, if the, if the police showed up for any reason at all, you're basically getting kicked out. You know I mean? Just, there's some rules there. You can't smoke. I mean, most of the stuff were okay anyway, cause we don't smoke. We didn't do any of that stuff. Um, but yeah, but Airbnb has their, like I said, they have a need, a niche. Um, but you know, for me, I just have some issues with them, um, on how they operate and how up to the, the day that you're supposed to almost up to the minute that you can check in, uh, they can cancel you without, you know, without anything, without any notice, they can just cancel you and say, you know what? I don't want to rent to them. So that's the reason why I don't like them. Okay. That's what, that's one of the main reasons why I don't care for them, but, but because of simple economics, it made sense to do it. And we did have a great time, you know, and all hosts are not the same, right? So obviously the host that we had in Arizona was great. They had a great product. Everything was great, but every host is not made the same, right? Some hosts are, are jerks, you know, and they'll, they'll do whatever they can to get you out and, and, and to take your money. Okay. So, but anyway, that's enough of that. Enough of that. Okay. So, um, space size. Yeah. Then Dylan says, Hey, what's going on, Dylan? How are you? Hello to Marsha's here. I didn't see Marsha here. Um, hello, Mr. D Beaumont mad. I'm not sure. The Edmund clan. Okay. Yeah. The Edmund clan there in full effect. Okay. We're in full effect. So yeah. So people stay 2.4 days longer in an Airbnb than a hotel. And then 60% of Airbnb users are millennials. So there you go. Boom. This is a quick thank you. Uh, quick thank you to Miss Keisha Stone. Keisha Stone was um, on my, you know, not even sure if you guys know this, but I have a new segment that comes on. It comes on uh, um, LinkedIn as well as YouTube. It's called, did you choose hospitality or did hospitality choose you? Okay. It's a new segment. I started about, I don't know. I've had like six people on already. So maybe about three weeks ago, I I began this and Keisha Stone was on there. She was my uh, guest yesterday. So we had a conversation about how she got started in the industry. Like I always say, no two people started alike. Right. So I just want to give her a shout out, thanking her. And I don't know, Keisha, this is the thing. I don't know her personally, okay? I only know her from social media. I know her from Instagram and and, um, LinkedIn, okay? So that's how I knew her. I do these lives. Uh, I do a lot of lives, right? And she happened to be coming on my lives consistently because you can see the people that are popping up, just like I can see that Dylan, Lonnie, Stacy, and and everybody else is on here, can dance. so I started noticing her and I started asking her questions like say, Hey, where are you located? Thank you for joining. And she said, I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, and she has a company called stone events, uh, stone events and promotions. And so she came on and told us her story about how she got started in the industry. She went to school and um, she had a job with, at a, as an event manager, I believe with, Hilton hotels out in Indianapolis and it kind of grew into something else. And then she started her own business, but you got to listen to the whole thing. Okay. Cause there's, you know, there's always some twists and turns in somebody's career, right? So you need to check it out. So those are things that I'm doing now. So I welcome any hospitality professionals that want to come on and do it. It's called simply, I just ask two questions, two questions that I ask, did hospitality choose you or did you choose hospitality? That's one question, right? Well, I guess that's kind of two, right? Um, and then there's a, the last one is, 
uh, what advice would you give someone that's coming into the industry? Boom. That's it. 15, 20 minutes. That's it. That's all I want. Because if you go longer, I'm cutting you off. Okay. So I'm joking about that. But yeah, I'm only looking for 15 to 20 minute spots. That's all I'm looking for. So that's it. I mean, it's not like on air with Russell of hotels, which goes for an hour. And, and, and most of it is me ranting, you know, it's me talking. Right. So, <laughs> but anyway, thank you, Miss Keisha Stone. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And if I'll give her. Keisha Stone, yeah, Stone Events promo. But yeah, but thank you so much for coming on. I do appreciate you. Next, what's next? Oh, I guess there's nothing. Um, boom. What is this? Oh, these are three things that I. <laughs> Lonnie said I saw the segment with you and Lauren Brown. Boom. Yes, I've. Yeah, I've. I've. If I'm ever lost in life, I'm going to claim to be an Edmund to get good treatment. Yeah, you do that and see what happens. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Yes, yes. Ever, yeah, if you're ever in Blythe, ever going through Blythe, uh, you break down, just say, hey, I'm a friend or a family of the Edmonds. Okay, and yeah, that'll get you somewhere. It may get you run out of town. I'm not sure, but no, you, you, they'll treat you well. Okay. Blythe is a wonderful community. So uh, they would treat you well. Um, what else? Elani says, I saw this. Oh, he saw the segment on Lauren Brown. Yeah. Lauren Brown's been on there. Uh, Dylan Beaumont has been there. Victor Simmons has been there. Um, do, 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 do. Kelly Kowa. Um, who else? Who else has been on there? And then just yesterday, um, Keisha, Keisha Stone. So, and I think I'm missing somebody. But, yeah, several people have been on here already. And I got people lined up that want to come on. They just hadn't come on yet. But, yeah, yeah, I, it's, a, it's one of those segments that I get more comments about that segment than I do about this show. <laughs> so what does that tell me? I don't know. But, um, but yeah, but uh, check it out and tell me what you think. You know, always give me your feedback. I appreciate it. Okay, so these are three things that I always go over. Be intentional, make decisions, and take action on what's important to you. Whatever that is, is that, is that within your career, within your life, whatever, you know, whatever, in your show, like my show, you know, I'm trying to be intentional and make decisions that that uh, take action on what's important to, to you or to me, right? So it's important to me that I do a show like this, right? That I, you know, um, educate people on hospitality. Uh, I'm all about having people, you know, what's that next wave of people that's going to come into the, the hospitality space, right? Are we doing enough outreach? To me, this is some type of outreach because it's, this doesn't go to just current hotel people. It goes to uh, 50% of people that watch the show, 50% are like hotel hospitality people. And then another 50% are people that, you know, they don't work in hotels. They utilize hotels. They can be meeting planners. They can want more information about it. They can be corporate people. They're, they're different. They executive directors, they're owners. They're across the gamut of the people that listen to the show. Right. So it's not just all, you know, hotel people that listen to the show or I get comments from, I get comments from a wide range of people. Uh, and this is globally, right? It's not just, you know, I remember when I first started, you know, I was just happy that people in LA were watching, right? But then LA started turning into Atlanta, started talking to, turning into the Caribbean islands and then South America, Australia, New Zealand, you know, uh, London, you know, you know, it, Italy, it just started going into something else, which I never thought it would. So, 
But if you're intentional about what you're doing, you never know what you're, you never know what the boundaries are going to be or the limits are going to be. Right. So set yourself, set your sights high and just keep going. Right. But always be you. Right. Uh, I can't be someone else. I'm going to be me. I'm going to joke around. I'm going to talk about life every now and then, you know, because that's me. Right. That's just what I do. Right. (laughs) I'm going to laugh a lot because that's what I do. Right. So. Uh, if this is, if you don't like me laughing or joking about things, this, maybe this ain't the show for you. All right. Cause I always tell people this, I'm not for everybody and everybody ain't for me. Right. But that's the same with everything. Right. So, you know, I'm not saying anything that people don't know. Right. So just be you be represented because my representation matters. It matters that people that look like me do shows like this. People that have experiences, share their experiences. You know, um, yeah, I got, yeah, I'm not just this hospitality personality, which that's what I call myself. Hospitality personality. You can't be a personality. You cannot be a personality and have a show like this, right? So you got to have some personality, right? Um, which I do, probably bigger than I should, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but it's important that you know I'm represented in a space like this, okay? And people can see me and say, "Man, if he can do it, I can do this," right? So. That's what I want. So hopefully that's what's going on. Uh, Lonnie says, do, do, do. I have to excuse myself at 430 meetings, wishing the Edmund family, Dylan Beaumont and everyone in the show uh, today. Great Thanksgiving. Thank you so much, Lonnie. Appreciate that. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Be safe uh, and eat lots. Okay. So there you go. And make, maybe try some Nami eats. Okay. Let's, let's, let's have a Nami eat Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yeah, right. People are like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, Davon Reeves, how to buy a hotel, a roadmap to hotel ownership. I have the book. I mean, you can see the book. People would probably think, oh, that's just a copy of the book. You know, that's just a, something he got from the Internet. No, that's not something I got from the Internet. Where's the book at? There, there it is right there. Boom. There you go. How to buy a book. So, yeah. So, Miss Davon Reeves actually owns three hotels. And Davon Reeves is, did I say that she was 35 years old? So, um, she came up with this comprehensive book on how to buy a hotel, step by step, right? So, let's just say you don't want to buy a hotel. You just want to know the steps that you would take to do that. Maybe somebody else is interested. Get the book. And it's all explained in there. I mean, everything from, and there's tips right here. Uh, to buying a, a hotel location, location, location. That's number one, right? You don't want somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Cause it probably won't do well. Uh, number two, the brand, you want to make sure it's affiliated with something, right? Uh, because everything is about name recognition. Okay. So if it was the Russell hotel, more likely you wouldn't know what the heck it was because there's no affiliation. If I was affiliated with a major brand, like a, a Hilton, a Marriott, a uh, Hyatt or, Holiday Inn or something like that, then you would say, oh, that's the Russell of, Russell of Hotels by Holiday Inn. You know what I mean? Okay. Holiday Inn's in there. That's a major brand. Okay. So there's some brand recognition there, right? Not saying you cannot just open up the Russell Russell Hotel, but it's going to come with a lot more work because some, just think about this. There's a lot of hotels that are around, right? A lot of them are franchises, right? Meaning somebody bought those and they pay for the, they pay for the naming rights, right? So they pay uh, to to put that um, Holiday Inn sign on the on the building or whatever. It's not owned by Holiday Inn, but you know Holiday Inn has figured out a you know a formula how to buy a hotel, right? How to operate one, reservation systems, all that kind of stuff, right? 
So why recreate the wheel if you don't have to, basically? So that's why franchisees exist to this day, because they didn't want to reinvent the wheel. There's a proven method that works. Let's go with them and then go from there. And I'm not, you know, advertising Holiday Inn over Marriott or Hilton. I'm just throwing those names out there. Okay. Uh, Unless you want me to. Okay. But anyway, (laughs) so the brand, so uh, make sure it's a known brand. And number three, hiring the right operator. Now some hotel people, hoteliers, hotel owners will operate the hotel themselves. They'll live there. They'll do everything in them, which is completely fine. Uh, But then there's a lot of people that um, they want multiple hotels, right? Well, you can't operate, you can't live at all the hotels, right? You can't manage all of them simultaneously. So there, that's when management companies come into play. They're called third-party management companies. Um, but just remember this, there's not one size fits all, right? Just because, you know, this one management company has a thousand hotels that they manage, does that mean that's the best one for you who only owns one hotel, how much handholding you think you're going to get from a company that has a thousand hotels, okay, and you want to be you want your hand held for the one hotel that you have. So just make sure you interview multiple because there's there's many out there, right? So make sure you interview uh, management companies and see what they can give you. If you need handholding, then that's what you let them know. Hey, I need a company that can come in and hold my hand. We're going to break down the the um, uh, the PL statement and all that. I don't know how to read a PL. I don't know anything about a star report, intelligence, uh, how to, you know, look at payroll. I don't know any of that stuff. You, you, that's why you pay a management company to come in and do it. And they basically get, I want to say, I don't know what the fee is. It, it varies, but let's say 3% of revenue, somewhere around there. It's like three to three and a half, three and a half. Three to five percent, somewhere around there. I'm just throwing out numbers now, but I want to say three to five percent. Okay, so um, of the of your revenue, right? So there you go. Sometimes it's worth it. I I would say it's worth it uh, in a lot of situations. It's worth it. Then it's because the the people that are hired are their employees. They're not your employees, right? So there's a lot of benefit that comes along with hiring a management company. So, but those are three things that Miss Davon Reeves says it's a roadmap to hotel ownership, how to buy a hotel. So once again, location is number one, two is the brand and three is hiring the right operator. And just remember you heard all this stuff at from Russell of hotels. Okay. Boom. So who's your best brand advocate? I say this every week, right? Um, and you can see if you guys follow me on Instagram or any of my social media, um, you know who my best brand advocate is, right? It's me. Okay. So if somebody was to ask you that, you are your best brand advocate. If you're not excited about what you do, uh, or excited about your company, uh, your business or whatever, guess what? No one else is going to be right. So make sure you're the biggest cheerleader because excitement is contagious, right? So if you're excited about it, you're going to get everybody else excited about it. If I'm wearing, you know, and it happens all the time, right? I'm wearing a logo uh, shirt, like my Russell of Hotels shirt, right? Um, people, oh, I want one of those. You know, they're excited because I got one on, right? Sometimes they can be more excited. Oh, God, I, you have shirts? Let me get one of those. So, in fact, I just happen to have one right here, right here. So, this is what it looks like, right? So I wear this shirt and people just, I don't say they lose their minds, but people always ask, 
Oh, I want one of those. Did you know? Okay, check this out. Check this out. If you look at the R and the H right at the top, you see where the bed is? Did you know that this was a bed? People, Some people don't even know that. This right here, that makes a bed right there, right? See, people, some people don't even know that. They, they, they don't even know. I, I was telling somebody the other day, um, I was doing a live, I think, and then somebody heard the live, and I saw them, like, you know, a couple of days later, said, oh, and I had the shirt on. She goes, oh, I see the bed. There is a bed there. I'm like, yeah. And because I was talking about, logos right and logos have to tell some some type of story they have something to do with um you know what you represent or who you are right so when i was looking at different logos right which i got on fiverr so if people were interested what did your logo fiverr does them okay so i got like and i got it right on the second time right so i got um so i paid what did i pay let's say i paid ten dollars for one um, graphic designer, right? I paid for the first one. I paid $10. He gave me like two samples and I'm like, mm, I don't, I'm not really feeling those two. Right. So then I hired another one. Okay. Maybe I think I paid $20 for this guy. He gave me three samples. Okay. And one of the samples that he gave me was that one. Right. And I said, that's it right there. And it didn't even click that that was a bed at first until the guy who did it kind of said, oh, you kind of see the bed right there? I'm like, I didn't even see it at first, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, then that's it, right? So, so yeah, so that works for me, right? So that's why I went with that logo because it kind of represented, but a lot of people don't see it, right, until I make mention of it. So I guarantee you someone right there is listening and watching like, I say that logo, but I didn't know that was a bed. But then they start looking at it and they're like, mm, that is a bed. Okay, there you go. Russell of Hotels, hotel bed. Okay, I see you. But um, but yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, so Fiverr, people on Fiverr do good work, right? So, but sometimes you gotta you have to um they don't get it right on the first time, okay? It just so happens they got it right on the second time, or the second person I went to, um, he did a great job. And I don't think he was I think he was international. He wasn't even here in the States. He was somewhere international. It doesn't matter because you, you just pay. And then, you know, I think it's like I said, it's $20. So total to get that um, website, I mean, get the logo was um, $30. That's what it cost me. So there you go. Boom. So you are your best brand advocate. Okay. So uh, you can see on my social media feeds, on my, my postings that I do, if I'm doing stuff for me, my own brand, you'll see that I, I, mean, I post two or three times a day. I do lives every day, Monday through Friday, um, because you want to get your brand out there. You want to be, you want people to know that, yes, indeed, you're excited about your brand and you are your best brand advocate. So that's why I do that. Okay. Mm, let's see. I need some water. Water. Hold on one second. I'm going to take a drink of water. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Appreciate that. I want to tell the people on the um, the podcast that I was drinking water because they like, what is this dead time? What does that mean? Is it, is it something happened? So that's why I always mention that. <clears throat> excuse me. Before. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm getting choked up. Okay. Today's quote. And I think I may have. Did I do this on last week? I don't know. But um, I tend to, to keep these quotes for a minute. But I think this one, I don't think I did this one last week. 
Anyway, hospitality salespeople should aspire to be synonymous with the brand they represent. What does that mean? Excuse me. Uh, Dylan says, I see the bed. Okay. Did you see it before, Dylan? I just have to ask, did you see it before? Uh, Dylan made a comment. And like I said, I always address the comments. I welcome the comments. I welcome engagement. Okay. So um, that's one thing this show has that some shows may not do. I take time because I appreciate people coming on and asking questions. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? It's all about the interaction, right? The engagement. Okay. So I'll read this again. Hospitality salespeople should aspire to be synonymous with the brand they represent. So, and I, and I've been saying this for the last several weeks. No, he said, Dylan says, no, a bit of an optical illusion. Thanks for pointing it out. See, boom, there you go. So yeah, so there is a bed in my logo. Can you find the bed in the logo? So if you look at it, you know, if you look at it close enough, you'll see the bed and you'll see a cat jumping on top of it. <laughs> you know, people, you look, you, you stare at certain things and then there'd be something in the background. Yeah, be a cat jumping on top of the bed. <laughs> oh, boy, I kill me. So anyway, getting back to the quote. OK, let's focus here. OK, let's get on the quote. Hospitality salespeople should aspire to be synonymous with the brand they represent. What does that mean? OK. I've been mentioning this for the last couple of weeks, about a month, about a month. So, you know, people that work for brands, first of all, the brand starts with you, right? So no matter who you work for, people, say you're a salesperson, and this is about salespeople, right? Hot hotel salespeople, okay, or tourism salespeople, CVB salespeople. So they represent, you know, a city or destination or a hotel, right? But the people, the the client will buy you first before you even get to the brand. Right. But what I mean is they, you should be synonymous with the brand. So when people think about me, let's just use me as, as an example, as they think about Russell and I represent hotel a, right. So they're going to say, Oh, that's Russell Edmond. He works at hotel a. Okay. And then, and then maybe in conversation, they talk about, you know, Hey, I think about having a meeting at hotel a, Oh, hotel a, yeah, the one in Los Angeles. Yeah, you need to call Russell Edmond because it's synonymous with, you know, the two brands are synonymous together. Because remember, you're the brand first that people buy, right? You just happen to work for another brand. Okay, so you want to be the face of your brand, right? That's basically what that means, right? So I'm the face of Russell of Hotels. So hopefully, if you think of me, you think, I mean, I, I get people all the time say, hey, Russell of Hotels, you know, that kind of thing, right? So that's what you want, right? You want people to know that. I'm Russell of Hotels, and then when they think about Russell of Hotels, they think about Russell Edmond. Okay, it's one and the same. There's no difference. Okay, so uh, I had, um, what's the young lady's name, on my show a couple of weeks ago. She was doing, uh, did you choose hospitality? Did hospitality choose you? That was Shelby, Shelby Walker, right? And I told her, I said, hey, there's only a few people that I can say uh, are synonymous with their brand. And I told her that she was, right? I said, you know what? You do a great job because you've been you post things. You're always the 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 face of your your organization, right? So when I think about Shelby, I always think about visit Concord, Concord, California, Northern California. And when I think about visit Concord, I always think about Shelby. Okay, I mean it's just it, right? I may have mentioned this whole thing last week. Also, Veronica Rivera with um 
and visit San Diego. Same thing. Okay. I always think about when I think about San Diego, I'm thinking about Veronica. I tell people like, oh, you're going to plant something in, in uh, San Diego. Hey, you need to contact Veronica, right? Or you're going to contact, or you're going to plant something in, in Concord area. Hey, you need to call Shelby. Okay. That's just it. That's what you need to do. Right. So, um, so yeah, so just make sure, um, salespeople, I think that's the ultimate thing you should aspire to be is to be synonymous with your brand. I mean, that's just it. Uh, that's the only thing I can come up with. Right. So, um, there you go. There you go. So if I said enough, yeah. So that's what that means. So I'm gonna keep that quote for a minute because I think that's important, right? That we, that we do that. Um, let's see. How do you increase social media engagement? I always mention this every week. How do you increase social media engagement? Number one is consistency. Okay. And you can see the consistency because I do the lives because I do the postings, uh, and I do this show consistently. So consistently I do these things on a daily or weekly basis. Okay. So it's not, and it's not easy to, to start doing this because it's something new, right? You're not used to doing it. Oh, it's a lot of work and this and that. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but hey, you get benefits too. It starts to pay off. And then you start, when you start getting business from it, you're like, yeah, let me do more. You know what I mean? So it takes that, it takes for you to get to that point, you know, or someone starts to noticing it, right? So this is the thing. You may not always get, initially, you're going to get, you know, business from it, right? But you're going to get people to notice it. You're going to get more eyes on it. And that's what you want. That's where branding comes in, right? Branding's not selling. Branding is more putting your, you know, putting your brand out there and people are noticing it. It's branding, it's noticing your brand. It's, you know, you know, brand, brand noticing, you know, whatever. So, but you can't get, people are not going to notice you unless you're being consistent. You can't do something one time and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, I get all this business and people are noticing me and blah, 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 blah. Now, it, ain't, it don't happen like that. Okay. It don't happen like that. Uh, the second thing, value, make sure you're adding value to someone, right? Okay. Yeah. I was just reading the comment there. Uh, but yeah, we need value. You got to add value too, right? So people have to know that, okay, Russell adds value to, I mean, he, 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 um, he explained something to me that I understand. He explained contracts to me and I didn't understand contracts. I was just signing contracts just willy nilly. But Russell actually, you know, told me why I should sign this particular thing and what this, what this amendment meant. You know what I mean? So that adds value to someone. Right. Uh, and then the third one is authentic. It goes back to that being yourself kind of thing. You have to be you, your authentic self. You have to be you, right? You can't be someone else. I'm not going to sit up here and try to be someone else. Uh, I'm going to laugh about certain things. I'm going to be silly about certain things. That's just me, right? Um, I mean, there's a time and place for everything, right? But uh, yeah, but just be consistent, add value, and be authentic. Uh, Dylan made the comment. Uh, you get to meet Gwyneth Paltrow and Mary J. What is that? What does that have to do with anything? No, I mean, the last comment you said, uh, no, a bit of an optical illusion. Thanks for pointing out that has to do with the bed. And then the next comment you say, you get to meet Gwyneth Paltrow and Mary J. What well, being consistent, adding value, being authentic. I, I'm not sure where those people fit into that, but I'm sure you'll let me know. Um, so there, there you go. And then how, okay, good back. 
Okay, now that we know these three things, right, how do you increase your social media engagement? What tools do you use, Russell? I mean, you tell me all this stuff, but what tools do you use? Uh, well, guess uh, funny you should ask that. I use reels, right? So I use stories, reels, and lives. Stories are, um, and these are all Instagram um, for the most part. Uh, um, YouTube has shorts, right? So those would be like reels, right? But they're short Short form videos. Okay. So everything's going to short form right now, right? Algorithms only want short forms. Okay. So when I mean short, less than a minute, I mean, even less than that, like less than 40 seconds. So, okay. And I'll I'll give you just an example right now before I move on with this. Um, A couple weeks ago, um, I mentioned that I was having some, troubles with getting more engagement on YouTube. Okay. So I mentioned this to Bruce Jordan, the MJ of hotels, right? So, because he does a lot of things on YouTube, right? So I asked him, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm getting a lot of, I'm not getting a lot of subscriptions, right? So how, what can I do? And he said, he said, first of all, he said, man, as many video, videos as you put out, you should be, have tons of subscribers. He said, what do you not, he said, what I see you're not doing is you're not doing a lot of short form videos. You're doing, you know, like I post this right here, right? So you're doing long videos. You need to do shorter things, right? And then entice people to come in and see the short. And then more than likely they'll start looking at the longer videos that you post, right? So I took that advice and I started splicing things up, right? So videos that I would do, I would condense them to about 40 seconds, right? I'll do reels, 40 seconds. I'll do whatever videos, cut them down to 40 seconds, right? And you would be amazed. But see, it's not just the video, though. It's the types of video. People like things that are, I don't know, just exciting to somebody. Okay, I'll get another case in point. I walk, when I walk, I walk near LAX, right? So I take a lot of videos of planes taking off and landing. Okay. So guess what? All right. So I take these videos, do them to 40 seconds and I started putting them on YouTube, right? This is, and this is the last, in the last week. Okay. I started doing this. Do you know the average for any of those, um, the average that people will look and engage with is like 4,000 people that will like and, and make comments on anything I put up on a plane. Okay. A plane coming in, a plane taking off, two planes coming in, one plane coming in at, at one time and then another one taking off kind of simultaneously. Right. One coming in, one taking off, man, that went, I got like 4,600 views on that. Right. So it's not just that they're short, but it's, it's whatever the, the subject matter is as well. Right. So, but all of my engagement has gone up. It's gone up from like in the double digits, like maybe 25 views, 30, 50, you know, maybe 90 to like three digits, right? To like average of like 400, like, okay, with the exception of the two, I did, I got one for like the 4,600. I got another one for about 1,500. Um, but then the other ones have, those numbers have gone up too, but they've all been short. They've all been about 40 seconds, Right. So, and then the average ones are about 400 views now, which before I was only getting like 10 to 20, you know what I mean? So that worked. So short form videos is the key. So when you're using stories, reels, uh, lives are different, um, but lives will, 
you know, at least people know that you exist, you exist, you're around, um, and you can even splice those up. So if I did a live that was 15 minutes long, right, I can use that same video and splice it up and only use the good part of it. Like, say I was talking about Airbnb, you know what I mean? This is why I don't like Airbnb. And then I splice it, and then that, what, what does that do, that little sound bite? That tells, that gives people like, oh, shoot, he's about to go, he's about to go in on Airbnb. So I want to listen to the whole thing, right? So that's what I do. So I splice them up, put them on YouTube, um, do little quick videos on reels, less than 40 seconds, do stories. Stories are short too, right? So you can use the same video that you use for your reel. You can do the same thing on a, on a story, right? Because more people will look at stories before they look at reels as well, right? So stories are the new thing. So if you can do stories all day long and what's going on, People will that will engage the heck out of people. So, so I just gave you guys some information that you maybe didn't know. So, um, okay, what did Dylan say? When you blow up on social media like ROH, okay, all right, I got you now. Forty six hundred views of airline takeoff and landing without commentary. Yeah, and this is the thing. Use the real audio, like the sounds of the jets. That's what they want to hear. That's what they want to see. I don't, you know. People like excitement. I'm sure if I was starting a fire, they would like that too. You know what I mean? Oh, Russell's a pyromaniac. Oh, cool. Let's look at that. You know, he's burning up the house. You know, stuff like that. People, it, I don't know what these algorithms look for, but it's something exciting. It's something like that. It's something over the top. Um, you know, I mean, you, you can just look at the internet and see what 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 gets millions of views and what gets you know, in the hundreds or thousands of views, you can just see that and tell some of that stuff. I'm not ever going to do right. I'm not going that far, you know, <laughs> to get likes and views, but I want to keep within the realm of, like I said, tourism, hospitality, non-meat eats. Okay. So most of my stuff is going to be in that and it happens to be planes. I'll put a caption like international travel arriving in LA, you know, travel is up, you know, 50%, you know, over the same time as last year. So those are things that are still within, and I travel a lot, right? So I fly on the plane. So I'll take, if you ever notice, if you ever see me or travel with me, I always take the window seat because I'm always taking pictures of what's going on or doing videos, um, what's going out the window. If that's just a clear sky, if that's a clouds or whatever, the plane going up, the city, you know, city lights or whatever, that's what I do, right? So that's what I do. So, but you got to keep it. This is me. This is the only, this is me saying this, keep it within the realm of what you do. Right. Now, if I started showing, you know, girls shaking booty and all that stuff, now that's something totally different. Right. Yeah. I probably would get a lot of uh, views, but now I'm confusing people like, wait a minute, what, Russell of hotels, or was he into hotels or, or booty shaking? What, what is he, what is he into? Because if you look at the internet, that's what a lot of stuff is. A lot of people are getting views on that stuff. What does that mean? What is that leading for them? I don't know. But that's not that's not the path I'm taking, right? So my advice to people, it's not about that. It's about the engagement, right? Who's making comments about what you're doing, right? So, you know, people like, oh, because I always, if I do the playing things, you know, I'll always say something like, you know, um, you're flying in, international travel, you're flying in, you need a hotel, always book direct. Boom. There you go. 
So there's always there's always a message at the end of that. Now, booty shaking, I don't know what the message would be at the end of that. You know, stay at this hotel, <laughs> I have no idea. But, you know, done right, I always say this, done right, done consistent, the Internet is a great tool. Done wrong and just showing things just to be showing it, you're not getting any, you're not accomplishing anything. You know what I mean? So, but that's just me. That's just me. So anyway, so enough of that. So those are things that I use. Who's hiring? We're almost done here. We're almost done. Who's hiring? Um, I forgot. Okay. Who's hiring real quick. A Hilton hotel in El Segundo. They're looking for a director of sales and marketing or director of sales. So I say a Hilton. This is funny. And, they, and I got the, all these on hcareers, hcareers.com, okay? So that's where hotel people go to find jobs. But anyway, so these are all jobs in the greater L.A. area. So this is a, the, it's a Hilton Hotel in El Segundo. They're looking for a director of sales, okay? At the top, it says, conf, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's confidential, right? So it says it's a confidential posting. But if you open it up and look, it tells you that it's a Hilton Hotel, so at first it just said director sales in El Segundo confidential. It wouldn't tell you, but once you click on it, it tells you that it's a Hilton hotel in El Segundo. And the only Hilton hotel in El Segundo is the Hilton garden Inn in El Segundo. So it just basically tells you what that is, or I mean process of elimination for me. So the Hilton hotel Hilton garden Inn in El Segundo is looking for a director sales. Uh, the Pasea hotel in uh, Huntington beach they're looking for a director of business travel. The Conrad Hotel, which is just open, brand new. Uh, that's downtown Los Angeles. They're looking for a senior sales manager. And the same hotel, Conrad, uh, downtown L.A. They're looking for a group sales manager as well. Okay, so if you're interested in those properties, uh, you need to check it out. You need to go to H Careers. And then the Carlisle Hotel in L.A., they're looking for a manager of in-room dining. Okay. So in-room dining, that's room service. Okay. Nami eats. Okay. All I can say today is lion's mane mushrooms. Okay. That's my Nami eats. I've been wanting to get some lion's mane for a long time. And we found some at we, this Asian um, supermarket that delivers that they have all these mushrooms, these exotic mushrooms. And I've been hearing about these lion's mane forever, right? So they call them lion's mane because when they're fresh, they look like a lion's mane. They just, if you saw a lion's mane and you saw these mushrooms, you'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. So, but we got them dried, right? So they were dehydrated, okay? So they come in a bag and they're dehydrated. I'm like, well, shoot, how am I going to use that? So I just looked at on the internet, Google everything, right? So I Googled, how do you rehydrate them? Just, you know, soak them in some water, okay? But sometimes they can become too, too, too mushy is what they said. So I'm like, oh, man. But I just took a chance, okay? So I wanted to rehydrate them, so I soaked them in water, and then they were like a sponge, right? Some of them were like a sponge, and they absorbed the water. So guess what I did? I just squeezed it out like a sponge, right? And then I set them, and then they dried. And then I breaded them. Lightly bread them. The first batch I baked, okay, seasoned them, baked them. Oh my God. You're talking about a meaty mushroom? I thought the, um, the oyster mushroom was good. The oyster mushroom is good. But these lion's mane, 
are incredible. I'm like, wow, where have I been? Why did I not know about this? You know what I mean? So, yeah, Lion's Mane. And then I, the, the second batch, I fried. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then I made this Thai peanut sauce to go with them. I, yeah. I could eat lion's mane to the day I die. Okay, I'm just saying that. So if you haven't had lion's mane mushroom and you're into mushrooms, find those, cook those, okay? And, I mean, you can saute You can do whatever you want to do with them. They're not going to be bad at all, okay? Lion's mane mushroom. That's my mushroom of the for the rest of the year, lion's mane, okay? So there you go. So if you ever come across lion's mane mushroom, you need to ch- check them out. Okay. And remember you heard it here. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's the mushroom Russell was talking about. Oh my God, this is too good. So anyway, um, what do I do real quick? Hospitality personality. Like I said, you can't do a show like this and not be, or have a personality. So boom, there you go. So that's one thing that I do. Like I said, I post a lot. I do, uh, that's called uh, content creating. So I say posting a lot, but it's actually creating content. So I'm a hospitality content creator, which is there. I do hotel site selection, which I help companies and organizations find hotels for their that are suitable for their meetings, conferences, conventions, um, you know, retreats, whatever, getaways, whatever you want to call them. I help companies and organizations do that. Uh, I'm the liaison between uh, the company and the hotel um, contract negotiation, pricing negotiation. I do all that kind of stuff. Uh, 10 rooms or more is considered a group. I do. I've done 10 rooms. I've done 650 rooms on peak before. So meaning a peak night. So, so it doesn't matter and do a thousand, you know, just, it's just add a couple more, you know what I mean? So, uh, those are things I do. Uh, what else? Uh, sales training for hotel GMs, right? So I just recently completed sales training for, um, a management company that I had worked with before previously, contacted me, the owner contacted me and said, Hey, I have this new GM. You think you can give him some sales tips? And I came up with a, a whole sales training program, right? Um, on a PowerPoint. So I sent it to him like, Oh, this is good. Okay, let's do it. So I do that now. Right. So, so there you go. Hospitality, personality, hotel, uh, site selection, agency, person, specialist, uh, hospitality, content creator, sales trainer for hotel general managers or or sales training in general. So there's a lot of things that, you know, that I wear as far as hats are concerned. So uh, just ask, you know what I mean? But those are some of the things that are, that are prominent, that are, that are things that I do. Um, So there you go. One thing, what are you doing to keep your brand relevant? I mentioned all these different things. So do you use any of those things? Uh, if you didn't use any of those things, what do you use? Okay. So what are you doing to keep your brand relevant? Those are things that you can answer for yourself. Any questions at all, please feel free to reach out, reach out in touch. And I'll let you know three P's purpose, passion, perseverance. Um, know why you do what you do. I think I told you guys why I do what I do. What's the purpose of me doing this show? Um, you know, it's basically to reach, Different people, hospitality professionals and people that know nothing about hospitality, that are interested in it. They're in, interested in hotels, they're interested, interested in tourism, interested in non-meat eats. I mean, those are things. So that's the purpose, to reach people that either know about this and how I can assist them, or maybe they don't know and then I can assist them as well, right? So that's the purpose of what I do, just to 
basically put a face with a name. Okay, Russell of Hotels. This is Russell. I'm Russell of Hotels, right? Russell Edmund is my real name. But, hey, the purpose is to educate people on hospitality, hotels, tourism, non-meat eats. There you go. Passion. Either you have a passion or you don't, right? If you don't have passion for something, guess what? Do something else. Perseverance. Um, be consistent. Continue to evolve. Don't give up and swerve when you need to, okay? So we don't pivot here. We swerve, okay, just so you know. But, you know, that's it. So, but thank you guys so much. These are how you can get a hold of me. Make sure you follow me on YouTube if you're, well, subscribe on YouTube. Oh, I didn't tell you this. Okay, so the subscribers on YouTube, right? So I've increased it based on what Bruce told me, um, doing the short, short form videos. I've gained 12 new subscribers because of that. So, yeah, so <laughs> it, it does work. Right. So but, you know, they'll change the algorithm next week and I'll be like, well, now it's not working. But yeah, but for now, I'm riding high. So I had 75. Now I have like 88 or something like that. So that's maybe 13 or 14 more. And that's less than a week. Right. So I'll continue to do that. I'll continue to let you know because uh, algorithms do change. Uh, but short, short, short form videos are what's happening now so just heed that in short form meaning less than a minute but i do mine less than 40 seconds right you just real quick because people have short attention spans right so real quick in the first three seconds everything should happen right so because you want to keep people so if you know if you don't have something for the first three seconds then that's when people like oh i'm gonna go somewhere else because a plane coming in a jumbo let's just say 747 coming in and all the loud noise, and for three seconds, that's going to keep people like, okay, let me, okay, let me listen, see how this ends, right? So, and then the plane lands. Next thing you know, you got 4,600 views. And this is the thing that's so crazy. The 4,600 views came in about 10 minutes. (laughs) You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was like over a week. No, it came in 10 minutes. That's how stuff, and for me, that's viral, right? People will say, well, it goes viral. You got to have millions of views. No, if you don't average millions of views, then why do you think you're going to get mil- millions of views, right? No. So, yeah, this was viral for me. 4,600 in 15, 10, 15 minutes. That was huge, right? So, anyway, so um, how do you get a hold of me? Like I said, follow me on LinkedIn, uh, IG, YouTube. Su- subscribe to my YouTube page, at um, Russell of Hotels. And Russell at RussellOfHotels.com is my email, but you can always slide into my DMs. I love when people slide into my DMs. And then uh, you can email me. I mean, not email me, but uh, my website is RussellOfHotels.com. So thank you for joining. Once again, this was, this is um, show number 184. I just look at over at my phone and I see, I see a happy Thanksgiving from Reggie Woolrich. Now I'm about to get off this show, right? Because it only goes to two o'clock Reggie, but where the heck have you been? And, and it's great hearing from you. Reggie's a general manager. And I want to say at a hotel in Dallas, we used to work together years ago for Sunstone hotels. And yeah, Reggie's a great guy, dude. I haven't heard from you in forever. So thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. We need to connect because you need to be on this show, man. I need to get you on here to get your, um, how you got started in the industry. 
you know, did hospitality choose you or did you choose hospitality? Because um, I, rem- I forget everybody's story, right? No two people got in the industry alike, and Reggie needs to be on here. So, Reggie, I appreciate you coming on. This show is every Tuesday at 1 o'clock. I mean, feel free to come on, make your comments, and maybe you can be a guest one day. But I appreciate you guys. But you guys have a great Thanksgiving. I didn't forget. So you guys have a great Thanksgiving. I thank you so much for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. I do not take it lightly that people actually come on, make comments, and listen to the show. So you guys have a great day, great week. Stay safe. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success, rather become a person of great value.